0: Welcome to the Healthcare Business Secrets show where we interview industry leaders and break down exactly how they're dominating their markets so you can learn from the best and can double your revenue, double your impact and double your time off. In this episode, we're talking with Christy Nickel. Christy is the president and CEO of Code Red, author of The Code Red Revolution, number two world-ranked boxer, currently retired and celebrity nutritionist, award-winning personal trainer and elite level athlete. She's also the author of four books. I'm really excited to have her on the show. She's an avid marketer, salesperson, and has got a kick-ass business, which we're going to talk about in today's episode. Welcome to the show, Christy.
1: Yes. And the, the Mohawk. Let's not forget the Mohawk. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I got a different color for, I mean, I change it constantly. My poor husband walks around the corner and goes, ah, and he goes, oh, it's you. And I'm like, "What do you think it's red now? So yes. Thank you for that <laughs> awesome introduction.
0: Give <laughs> our audience some, some background on you. What do you do? Who do you help? And how do you get into the space?
1: The elevator pitch is I created a nutrition program that enables people to lose 10% of their body weight every month without shakes, pills, diet foods, or exercise. So that's kind of the sum of the code red lifestyle, but it kind of started back when I was, I was raised in Northern Idaho, which is in the Pacific Northwest. And I was raised very poor. My dad was a cop, And our local minister was a very small town. And my mom worked for minimum wage and we just had no money, but we were raised on a farm. And so we were very poor growing up. And when it was time for me to move out of the house and go to college, nobody in my family helped me. There was zero help. I mean, I was working. I bought my first horse at 10 years old by making monthly payments to my neighbor to buy this horse. So I started waiting tables and I was just waiting tables and bartending, trying to put myself through nursing school. And I, I was approached by a boxing coach after he watched me in a, in a local boxing class. And he said, how long have you been boxing? And I said, 44 minutes. And he said, you have a propensity for this. And I was like, pal, whatever. And he goes, do you want to fight? And I thought fight, are you kidding me? Like real fight? I've never even been in a fight, never been hit. And he said, you could earn money. Well, that's all I needed to hear because I was so poor. So mm. I literally started fighting for my dinner. I started fighting. Fighting for 500 bucks a fight and this is legit you know federally licensed sanctioned boxing matches you know six ounce gloves uh 12 rounds three minute rounds and little did i know i was really good at boxing so i started climbing the world ranking system i ended up getting my own mtv show winning multiple awards i won world titles 15 pro fights over the next eight years and it really brought me a lot problem was about halfway through my boxing career i started getting fat And it didn't make any sense because I was always taught in school, well, you just need to eat less and move more. Well, that's bullcrap because I was training freaking three, five hours a day. I mean, I was an elite level athlete. Why am I getting fat? So I backed it up. I researched. I found out that it was because of the bullcrap food I was shoving in my pie hole. And when I quit eating the crap food, I lost the weight and I realized the exercise had nothing to do with weight loss. And so I created the Code Red Lifestyle to level the playing field for anybody that wants to lose weight, but they can't exercise. Exercise or don't want to exercise.
0: Yeah. So you basically, because a lot of us we go through this a, a similar experience in the sense that we have a problem ourselves, and we start researching it, and we figure it out, and we get the answer, and then we want to share it with the masses. And I think it's a, it's an important point to this because it comes from passion. The most successful people have passion and purpose behind what they're doing because they just keep pushing ahead. So what obstacles did you come up against when you were creating, when you were launching this thing? I presume people, people would have given you crap about it. Potentially, um, you would have felt, I'm not sure, you seem super confident, but a lot of us, we feel insecure about what we're doing. Is this going to work? Is it not going to work? What allowed you to go, no, I need to keep going with this? And What obstacles did you come up against and, and, and overcome?
1: Weight loss is the number one most saturated industry, in my opinion. I mean, it's really hard to make it in weight loss because there's just everybody's in weight loss. Everybody's in the, cause I don't know if you, if you know the United States, we're one third of our country is obese. I mean, it's a, everybody's in the space, right? So how do you, how do you excel? How do you rise to the top? How do you get noticed? That's the thing. How do you get noticed? And when I first started off, I had a really good product and I am confident because I know that nobody is better at getting weight off people than me. Absolutely. Nobody. And I was sitting, but I was sitting in a little office in in Idaho, in the capital of Idaho, Boise, sitting downtown Boise in this little underground office, waiting for one person to come in at a time. And I, I wasn't reaching people. I didn't understand the power of the internet until a woman came along named Natasha, who was a business coach. I didn't know that. She came to me for weight loss. And so she ends up saying, hey, whoa, 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 you need to be out across the world. So my first obstacle that I ran into was obscurity. Nobody knew who I was because I didn't know how to get my name out there. I mean, I thought the internet was for checking the weather and watching porn. I didn't actually know that you could actually build a business. I I didn't know. I didn't understand the internet. I didn't understand the power of it. So when we ended up streamlining Code Red, we ended up getting out to the world, running ads, all that stuff. That's when I started to reach millions and make millions. And I ended up going from Food stamps to 10 million in three and a half years.
0: And we talked about the pre show. You did that through creating a funnel that was focused on challenges, right? In the weight loss space, there's a lot of challenges, right? Six weeks to do this, four weeks to do that. Talk me through your funnel first and talk me through why you think your one was successful. Why did that one hook in and get people to take the action? Because it's not about the thing, it's about follow through, right? Mm. People buy stuff all the time and some of it's good but they don't actually do anything with it. So how is your funnel process different, your challenge process different to actually get people to do this stuff, to see the benefit, to see the value, and therefore obviously tell their friends and it grows and things like that?
1: The challenge is called the 10 pound takedown, the number 10 P O U N D takedown.com. And the 10 pound takedown is where you can lose 10 pounds in 30 days without shakes, pills, diet foods, or exercise. So why has it been so successful? Cause it has, it converts at 14.1% to cold traffic. It's absolutely a Ferrari and it's, it's huge. We're getting two to 3000 new people a month in the challenge. So why does it do so well? the funnel is good. It's it's nice. It's beautiful. It seems to hit on the pain points. You want to remember this guys, whatever your product is that you're selling, you've got to hit on people's pain points. You're not marketing to yourself. You are probably not your target niche. I am definitely not my target niche. You got to just, you got to really figure out what is the pain of your client, and that's what my funnel does. Really hits on a lot of pain points, and so and it's authentic, it's real, and I think that's why I've excelled in this industry because I'm authentic and real. Whether you catch me at a convenience store or right now or YouTube or at an event, I am the same Christy, and so the funnel conveys that. I I don't try to act like something I'm not, and so during the funnel we get them in for the forty-seven dollars. Really, forty-seven dollars. Mm, people can afford to lose that, but why is it that they follow? Through why is it because every day I teach them something new. Every day I come alive and I teach them something new. So I deliver them a ton of value. I deliver them tracking sheets. They get a huge community. They get access to a coach twenty hours a day. They get the ability to ask questions. So we're giving support, education, information, and love. They turn their weight in the beginning. They turn their weight at the end. So there's the accountability component. So they have to follow through. And I ride them every day for 30 days. I also give them swag while they're in there and they get a chance to win over $2,000 worth of prizes. So you're getting a ton of value for $47. Then by the end of the challenge, when I upsell them into my $997 package, my $1,000 package, they know I'm going to follow through. They know I'm going to be there. They know I've got a good product. They Mm. know it works. They've lost at least 10 pounds during the 30 days. So of course, they're going to trust me, trust, to Buy that higher ticket package. And I convert right around 20% to that higher ticket package.
0: Talk me through the economics of this because a lot of people will think $47. Like, obviously, well, you know, first of all, you're running ads for that as well, right? So there's lower margins there. How to, talk to me through the economics of this because a lot of people are thinking, well, that's a lot of value to give. That's a lot of things to do. And, you know, what if I don't convert people and how am I going to make money from this? Now, I kind of know the answer, but I want you to you to talk through it and then we'll kind of dive into it. So tell tell us that first before I jump into the next bit.
1: So in my position and in your position, if you want to set up a challenge like this, That seems like a lot to deliver on, but no, my challenges are evergreen. At first, they were not. At first, when I had 35 people in my first challenge, I was doing live videos every day. I had to show up at, you know, every day and there were fresh videos every month. But then when I realized I was teaching the same core principle values and beliefs on every challenge, I was like, hold on, hold on. Let's make this evergreen. So I recorded this videos, I put them in the system to drip to my group every morning at 8 a.m. mountain time. And it's the same videos that I repurpose every month. And at first you might be thinking, well, isn't that kind of rude to do that? They don't know that. They don't know that it's the same videos. It's the same thing I said, whether I'm going to say it fresh to you right now, or I'm going to say it, you know, I reuse the same videos. And so right now that takes the work out of you having to go show up at, and be ready with hair and makeup done and dressed and everything. Every morning I record them. I have them drip to them. I have a challenge coordinator, that I pay to manage a challenge that takes me out of it. She makes sure that everything is set up and ready to go. There are only a couple of things I do during the challenge that require me to be present live. I do a couple of Q and A's. I announce the winners. So really there's only four times during the month that I actually need to show up. The rest is, is dripped automatically and the rest is done by the challenge coordinator. So it's actually really, really easy to deliver on this now that I've got it down. I remember I've been doing this four and a half years, so I'm really gotten good at it. Once in a while, I'll need to freshen up the video and kind of give it a new look. Or maybe we learned something new that we didn't know before and I need to kind of change my stance on something, but our foundational core beliefs are never going to change. So I just go ahead and let that video replay every month.
0: And talk to me how you're getting people to the funnel. You're running ads. Obviously, you got some organic traffic as well, I presume. What's your primary strategy? Where do you see most of your results coming from?
1: My very first million was all organic. So don't ever, and it was all done on social media. So don't ever underestimate the power of social media, guys. Don't don't leave money on you're leaving money on the table if you're not utilizing Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, TikTok, all those platforms. I just want to throw that in there. Almost all my traffic is coming from paid ads. I spend about a month in ads. And then I have an ad agency that manages all that, man. That's a whole other, you guys probably know, Lord Jesus, that is a whole other problem right there is just not problem, but a headache or entity that needs to be managed by professionals, you guys. When you get to my level and you're trying to really get in a lot of people, you'll need some help running your Facebook ads and your, your Google ads and things like that. So we do we do Google, we do Facebook, which pretty much those two platforms are your main two platforms because that handles YouTube, that handles Google, that's going to handle Instagram, Facebook. And then I, I want to start up an affiliate. We call it an ambassador program. I just don't have that up and running yet, but that's paying people to get people to sign up under their ambassador link, which is another way. I also have a very large email list that we we hit up on a regular basis and we keep that whole thing going. And those are probably the main the main sources of traffic, yeah.
0: Are you getting people direct from ads to your sales page? Or are you doing ads to a lead magnet or a group and then into a sales page?
1: For YouTube videos, they are going through a lead magnet and they're going, I think it's like, click here for our Code Red On The Go Lifestyle Guide. And it's a, it's yeah. a lead magnet. And then of course, we get them right into the challenge from there. We get them on our email list, and we try to get them into yeah. the challenge. But for Facebook, every single ad, hands down, without a doubt, everything goes to the challenge funnel. That's always the best place to start. All of our efforts yeah. go there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely, because you've got pre-qualified people coming through uh, who are signing up for it, right? A lot of people listening to this, not as big scale. They don't necessarily have the teams or the resources to be able to build those teams and run these sorts of things. And so how? what advice would you have for someone who likes the idea of doing a challenge and can see the value in doing the challenge, wants to do it on a smaller scale and then start to kind of reinvest profits back into uh, expanding it?
1: Yeah, don't be intimidated by this. Don't um, look at my funnel or look at somebody else's and say, oh, mine is not as pretty as that. Or mine is, I mean, Code Red has 61 employees. We have a lot of people working for the company. Don't don't let that scare you. Done is better than perfect. Just get something Out on the board. Entrepreneurs, what are we doing? We solve a problem. If your product solves a problem, especially in this day and age where where people are grasping onto every amount of help or hope they can, just get your message out there. I would build a simple funnel or get some help. Even if hearing the word build the funnel scares you like it does me, get someone to help you. There are college students that'll do it for freaking a pizza. They want the help, they want to practice building funnel. Get a very simple funnel. Take your product, you know, you can follow the pattern that I, you know, you can follow my pattern, you can hack me if you want. You can deliver, you know, deliver your videos each day. Just don't overcomplicate it. I, I know some people that are paralyzed By perfection. Perfection, perfection compared to what? Just get it out there. Who cares if your hair is not perfect? Who cares if your lighting is not perfect? Get it out there and start just start doing it. Start getting your message out there. Don't worry about making it perfect or beautiful or that the the lighting and that this is crooked and that that font is a little bit too big. Good lord. Nobody cares. These guys are looking for help. And you've got a product that will solve their problem. Heck yeah. Get it in front of them. Start getting some people in there. Don't get hung up on the numbers. I don't care if you start with five. People. That's five more people that are going to hear this message that you have and they're going to be healed. You're bringing them hope and healing. Don't worry about, well, I can't do 3,000 like Christy. I just did five. Who cares? You got to start somewhere.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think there's two really good points out of the first thing is if you're trying to be perfect, it's it's not going to come across as authentic because that's not who you are. Mm. And and then people can smell that crap, right? Mm. Like they're not going to resonate. It's not genuine. And the next thing is that they don't know that it's not perfect. They don't know that it's not by design. Maybe your hair is supposed to look like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think that we're the only ones who know when something's not right. And you can ask your clients, like I've done this before. I'm like, what's what's wrong with this thing? What did you notice? And they go, oh, nothing, it looks good. I'm like, well, the picture's not here. This is not here. That's not here. And they go, oh, wow, yeah, it's. It, you're right. It's not there. Because they didn't have the context that before. They thought it was by design. They're not going to assess that.
1: Yes, you're 100% right. What your client's going to get upset with if you don't deliver what you said you're going to deliver. They don't care about the lighting and the font. They don't care about if your camera's at the wrong angle. They don't care because like you just said, they don't know. But if you promise them an incentive gift to, to sign up and they don't get that, that ain't cool. All right, don't do that. The market will chew you up and spit you out if you're scamming people and you're not delivering on your promise. Mm. If you say you're gonna be live at 8 a.m. mountain time, by gosh, you better be live and ready to go and in front of that camera at 8 a.m. Don't be a flake. They can smell that from a mile away. Don't be a fake. Show up and deliver what you say you're gonna deliver. So don't, don't agree to more than what you can do. Don't bite off more than what you can chew. Do it, deliver on it, make it good, give it your best and go from there
0: hundred percent. I think focusing on the value for the person that you've got in front of you. A lot of us, we think I'm going to make this challenge and do this funnel and suddenly it gets bigger than where we think we're at. And we worry about this audience that's in front of us and this big thing that is going to happen, which then stops us from actually doing anything. And that never materializes because we're manufacturing stress in our head about situations that don't exist yet. And I think that if we keep focusing on the one client that we're making this for, and it's like, Dave, In your case, Dave, he's 10 pounds overweight. He wants to change this. I'm going to help Dave get this outcome. You just focus on Dave, Dave, Dave. Guess what? There's 50 million Daves and they will connect and resonate. And you can make meaningful changes for people at scale by focusing on the individual, not on the scaled group. It's when you focus on the group, I believe that you lose the essence of what this is about, which is it's actually a one-to-one interaction. They're interacting with you and your content and your message and your value. It's just thousands of people or hundreds or you know, dozens are doing it simultaneously. And this is what I try and get people to understand about whether it's you're doing group-based coaching, group training, whether you've got programs, uh, whatever you're doing is it's still a one-to-one. It's just done as a group because you've automated some of the stuff that doesn't matter, but you're still delivering on the promise. You're still delivering on the outcome. And especially if you're getting people the outcome, they overlook stuff. People think, oh, I need to have one-to-one coaching. I give one-to-one coaching to my high-level mastermind clients. Most of them don't even need it because it's the same questions, it's the same stuff. We don't need that, we just think we do. So if you can engineer in a process that allows it to work with more than one people simultaneously at scale, leverage, that's super important. If you're focusing on the one-to-one and you're building it in a way that doesn't work in a group setting, then it's not gonna work, obviously. But it's just the, the main point I'm trying to get across is that most people, you don't actually need that. You know what I mean? You just need to do the thing to get the outcome and you gotta make it seamless with your process.
1: Yeah, you hit the nail on the head. There's no question about that. And people, you know what you're doing? Like, you know, if whatever your whatever your product is, you you know what it is, deliver your product. Don't overcomplicate it. The client doesn't need that. They just need X. I have a friend that she just can't quite seem to get up off the ground and she she wants to give them way more than what they need. And she'll say, well, I'm over delivering. No, you're way given more than what you need. If they want to opt into your higher ticket package, then they can, and you can give them more, but just have confidence in what you have structured for what they bought.
0: Yeah. I think another thing is is when we're looking at pricing these things and we're looking at what we're delivering on, we think 47, so it's not going to be much. But I look at it in terms of if they're coming in and they're willing to give you their money, their credit card, the thing that most of us have unhealthy emotional attachment to, money, right? They're willing to give us some of that stuff. We need to over deliver, so to speak, in terms of the value that they got for that? Because it's like, man, I gave 47 bucks and I got this, I got the result and I've paid people this and I've done these courses and these programs and I didn't get results for thousands and I paid 47, I got this. Imagine if I gave this person a thousand dollars. And so it makes it very easy to go to the next level. Now for you, did you have an automated process to upsell them into 997 or do you have people on sales uh, calls or how do you do that?
1: Yeah, I have an automated process right now, but just this week, we're actually bringing on a sales team, uh, so that'll be another level of Code Red, but I, I haven't been doing that before, so that it's not even implemented yet. It's being built out right now, so it's automatic. On day 15, we start talking about, and I only started doing this on day 15 because people were asking about the higher ticket package. They were already sold in the first week to two weeks. They were already sold on Christie and what I could provide them. And the level of love I have for my community. You can feel it when you go through my challenge. I I Mm. hope you can feel it. They say you can feel it. So on day 15, I introduce, okay, let's talk about the higher ticket package. Let's talk about the custom program. And I, I give them a discount. I give them an incentive gift. And those are the two things that I give them to opt in to that. And then they have the next two weeks to opt in. So we, we introduce it halfway through. It just seems to be what works for my community. And then they have a chance to arrange for the funds, talk to their spouse, to kind of get their head wrapped around what that's going to mm. look like for them. And in the meantime, I just continue to deliver all throughout the
0: challenge. You said 20% of people go into that. Yes. 20% on an automated $1,000 program is insane. Yes because you've stacked value, you've built uh, relationships emotionally with them. And so they see how it fits in. And a lot of people don't do that. They don't look at their offers as a pipeline it's not signposted. it's not like, okay, I'm coming in for this one. So the obvious next step is to do this one because I'm wanting to get a better outcome. So I'm going to go down this path. There's people that are not ready just yet and they'll come back later. There's people that will never be ready and that's okay because you're looking for the ones who are ready right now. And for those ones, there needs to be that process that it makes sense to, to go to the next level and kind of just, go back in time, so to speak, for this example is when you're looking at it in terms of what's your front end offer. A lot of people, they put up this barrier, especially in in healthcare practices of no, I'm going to do, for example, my my new patient visit at 300 bucks and it's super serious and super important. Yeah, but no one trusts you enough yet. They don't know you to give you a whole lot of money to just join your world. So now you only can rely on referrals and you only rate direct referrals from existing customers or or your network to be high quality clients because you haven't designed your process well enough to invite in the world and have a way of automating uh, and qualifying them into being high quality clients. A lot of people miss that in healthcare and so got this barrier and they think that's the only way.
1: Once again, you just keep hitting the nail on the head. Yeah, once again, I think it really has to do with trust and you got to build that relationship with them. And I think that's what happens during the month of the challenge. But also, I mean, just Wednesday night, I sold on a webinar, a two hour webinar, a VIP package for 6K. I sold 10%. I had a 10% conversion rate on a webinar for 6K in the middle of COVID in October, the worst possible situation to have. I was able to do that. So it's because I have an audience that I have built these relationships with. These people have been following me for years. So don't expect You got to give them time. The average Mm -hmm. person follows me for five months before they even opt into a challenge. So you got to give them time to get to know you. Let Mm -hmm. them watch your YouTube. Let them watch your Instagram stories. Be real with your audience. Be authentic. And eventually, they'll trust you enough. It's a lot of money. Give them a chance. Like you said, I got some people that challenge hop. They go challenge to challenge 47, 47, 47, 47. And then eight months later, they get a custom program. That's just the way it's going to be. They have to get to know you.
0: Mm. Too many of us are not realizing that where we are is a reflection of what we did and didn't do in the previous months and years. And we're having this realization of, well, now I'm wanting to grow. So I I have to do something now that makes me money now and gets me growth now without realizing that now just means I'm now going to start on the stuff that I hadn't started on in the previous months and trust that it is a process and that I just got to suck it up because I didn't do the shit then. So i got to do the shit now. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. No, you are dropping some serious bombs. You got it, hundred percent.
0: So, what? Um, you said that you're working on bringing in a sales team to do higher ticket stuff. Is it higher ticket, or are you being selling the same thing?
1: Higher ticket. I think uh, mm. when I brought in a sales guy and I was talking to him, I said, "Here's what I want to do. I want people to book a weight loss strategy call with a team member, and then when they buy a challenge." for $47 on the thank you page. It's going to say, click here to book a sales, a a strategy call with a weight loss expert, whatever, something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I want you to sell them into the nine ninety-seven program. And he said, why wouldn't we sell them into the $6,000 program, your VIP program? And I was like, I mean, to me, I mean, James, I just don't know this industry very like, I just yeah. don't know sales very well, I guess. I go, but going from 47 to 6K, is that even possible? He said, Christy, I've gone from a free plus shipping book offer to 20,000 before. My thought originally was going into the the $1,000 program, but he's like, no, let's upsell them into the $6,000 program. Well, all right, go ahead, buddy. I mean, if you, if you got it, Tyler, you go ahead and think you can do it. So that's kind of the next way. We also are developing Code Red Corporate, which is a weight loss program for corporations because now more than ever. We've got to the cost of the company. And I know I have employees. Having healthy employees is really going to save that company so much money, especially working from home. We have to keep the employees healthy. So we're yeah, developing yes. that. We've got weight loss for police officers called Code Red Protocol. We have weight loss for kids. We just have a lot of different divisions, but we're really focusing on the sales teams coming in. We're going to get on the phone with those guys and see how they can help our clients. And then we're just focused on a couple other things
0: yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Just to touch on your on your high-ticket thing, what I explain to my clients who are in a similar circumstances, they try and sell people into a smaller one and then slowly go bigger. And I said, why don't you start with the big one and then go backwards? And they go, oh, yeah. And so now, the especially functional medicine, nutritionists, naturopaths, things like that, who have programs, um, I say to them, get them into your world, get them on a call. What's the most value you can give them? And lead with that. Because what we tend to do is we tend to judge people on whether they will do it or can afford it or Mm. prioritize it. And so we then make the decision for them, well, you can't afford this thing probably. So I'm not going to even try and sell it to you. And that might not be the conscious conversation that you're having in your head, but it's there. Like why else would you not offer them your best thing? You know what I mean? It's like if I went to buy a watch and I said, look, I want, you know, I'm looking for a watch and you go, well, look, this is my best watch. Or am I going to go, this is my $2 watch no, that's mm. not good enough. Well, here's my $4 watch. It's like, no, I'm going to come and say, this is my best watch. And then I, and me as the consumer can then say, look, that's out of my budget. That's not what I'm looking for. What else have you got? And I say, well, here's my next best watch. And it works much better from a numbers game, revenue and things like that, but also from a people game, I reckon. For me, it's like, here is the best thing I've got for you. Does this make sense? Does this work? And nine times out of 10, it's going to be a yes, and then it's going to be, can I make it work? That will be the conversation. And if they just can't, then we say, great, what's the next best thing? Here's the lower ticket one. And then often those people will go through it and go, you know what? I need to make this high, higher ticket one work because this, this lower one was so good and I really wanted the higher one. I just couldn't afford it. So I'm going to get some loans. I'm going to borrow some money. I'm going to get some credit cards. And they make it work and they get those outcomes. The main point I'm trying to make is we just can't presume anything about the person. We can't judge the person. Because not only does that come across in the sales call process or the consultation process, like for example, as a chiropractor, my associates or, or people that I train, they are worried about telling people, I need to see you you know, twice a week for 12 weeks or whatever their big package program is. And I said, so you're going to sell them per session. Now you have to keep selling them to keep coming back. What if you just said to them, this is the best thing I can offer where I can guarantee better outcomes for you. And you cared about the person. If it was your mom, your mother, what would you do? You would give her the best thing you've got. And then you would have a conversation if she just can't make it work to change it, not the other way around. I think you well, missed that.
1: I hope everybody here just heard what you said and heard what happened. I have a, did you hear? Did you guys hear that? I had a limiting belief. Did you guys hear that? I am the one that had, but like, oh, James, boy, I don't know. I'm a little haha, I'm a little embarrassed. I hope the sales guy can do it. And James picked up on that and he said, no, you know what, Christy, blah, 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 blah. Huge learning moment for me. So thank you. You're so right about that.
0: Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Let me ask you one thing. I'm just conscious of time here. Where can our audience connect with you online?
1: You guys, I have a my own podcast called Rebel Weight Loss and Lifestyle. The 10 Pound Takedown Challenge is always a great place to start. 10poundtakedown.com. I'm really active on Instagram. I love Instagram. I show everything. I mean, I'm just very authentic and real and raw. So lots of places you can find me at Christy Code Red, and I'd love to connect with you guys.
0: Amazing. Thank you so much. I'm definitely going to make sure that's in the show notes. And if you haven't thought about it already, you need to be looking at how you can figure out your own challenge, something that you can give mass amounts of value to people in exchange for a small fee so they get into your world. Because once someone is a customer, it's easier to then get clients because I've already given you money. They've broken that trust barrier and said, you know what? I'm going to pass over my hard-earned cash for this thing. You give them an amazing result, much easier to then turn them into something long-term where you can actually work with them at a deeper level at a greater scale and get better outcomes. So thank you so much, Christy, for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. an amazing episode and uh, we'll speak soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the show. If you like the episode, please hit subscribe and leave us a review. I'd really appreciate it as it helps us get our episodes out to more people just like you who want to know how to increase their revenue, impact more people and build businesses that work for the lifestyle they want. Now, I know your time is valuable, and I know that you are here to learn the secrets to success in your health business. So I have something special for you just for checking out the episode. Now, if you're a health professional, coach, or trainer in business, and you're serious about growing a profitable, impactful business, then pay attention, because as a listener of the show, I want you to win. And so I've created a host of resources available exclusively for listeners of the show. So if you're tired of trying to figure out this game of business, marketing, and sales all on your own, and you're ready to just implement what's already proven to work rather than reinventing the wheel, I want you right now to go and check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. That's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. And there you'll find over $5,000 worth of trainings, resources, and coaching available only for listeners of the show. Again, that's healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider. There I'll give you resources on everything from how to acquire 10 times more of your ideal clients using social media and paid ads, even referrals, how to increase your client conversion into packages at an 80 to 90% conversion rate like me, how to retain your clients for longer, getting them better results and making them happier, how to increase your prices and charge a premium to work with you and how you can build a six, multi-six, even seven-figure practice just like I did but with a 10th of the time and a 10th of the effort. What I want you to realize is that everything I teach comes from exactly what I did to have success and still have success in my own health business. And I wanna share that with you so you can have success too. So go check out healthcarebusinesssecrets.com forward slash insider right now and let me help you win big in your health business. Also remember to subscribe for two episodes every week, full of the secrets to have success in your health business as well as leave us a review so we know what you thought of the show. And I'll see you on the next episode.